0: Drill, baby, drill.
1: He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come.
0: It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton.
1: Stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. Welcome um, to a Monday, October 10 ten ten.
0: Happy Columbus Day, 10, which 10. is probably considered an aggression.
1: We should watch that episode of Sopranos tonight, the Columbus Day episode.
0: Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, I've never seen it, obviously, because I haven't yeah. watched The Sopranos. Yeah,
1: there's an episode of it. They try to they they try they try to pro- they protest against Columbus, Italian American League. I don't think so. I don't think so.
0: I was gonna say they would not protest it, but you're talking about
1: something Itali- Italian. Yeah, no, no, no. They're Native Americans protesting against Columbus. Oh, and they get into it with the uh, with you know obviously,
0: but the don't local worry, all because. Community. The woke culture Small has, has one, and we did not have the day off. So
1: here we are. If that's not, if you know, stuff like this should be the nail in the coffin of the woke movement when they start taking away days off from us. You want to add Juneteenth. That's cool. I'll take Juneteenth. I'll take Juneteenth Yeah, well, they're
0: probably like, yeah, we gave you Juneteenth, so we're taking away Columbus Day. No.
1: And I think that that's wildly disrespectful to the indigenous. (laughs) They were here first. Their day was here first, and now you're taking it away, just like we stole their land. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, I think it's comments like that that are a great segue into... Our first topic. What's our first topic? Well, our first topic is something that a story that you sent me. Oh, sweet. Doing show prep today, Katie...
0: Actually found something. <laughs> at the
1: salon, getting her hair touched up. <laughs> literally touched up.
0: Long story. We won't go into it, but it's fixed now.
1: Sends me a story from the Wall Street Journal. Titled... Um, um. Uh. Oh. Uh, let me. Uh, I don't even, even have. I don't even have. Um, I
0: got it from where I get most of my news, which is just going on to LinkedIn because I really like LinkedIn. So actually, the story when I finally clicked on it, it's
1: from August. Americans so. are breaking up with their work friends, but it's still relevant yes it's from august but this is this is what we would call evergreen evergreen but i like this story i like the story and the reason why i like to lead off with this is because this is what this is why this show exists this show exists because we are young conservatives (coughs) who live in urban areas and work in tech fields which means throughout our lives we are constantly surrounded by liberals we are the elephants in the room yep hence the name Hence the name So, and so I love stories like this because it's like, oh, okay. Especially because one, it'll be a a cold, cold, cold day in L -L hockey sticks (laughs) when I step foot in an office again.
0: Yeah. But,
1: but putting that aside, putting that aside, um, I'm, 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 I'm just, fascinated by the changing work culture that we have in this country and um not and so I re- the
0: change but the speed at which it is changing
1: i mean i mean it happened it happened in two years
0: yeah
1: i mean think about that folks like four years ago i just want let's let's give everyone a little perspective here four years ago it was 2018 you know what we were arguing about you know what the front page news story was four years ago Mm, I don't know. Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, yes. Brett Kavanaugh. Justice Kavanaugh, I should say, was the front page, was the biggest news story in the world four years ago. Two years ago was obviously an election. Now it's the midterms. Right. The biggest news story in the world is actually uh, Russia and Ukraine and the inflation that everyone's dealing with. But anyways... Um, this is great. So people are forgetting their work friends. Interesting. And the story leads off. In the months before he left his last job in 2020, Michael Trotter came to dread an end-of-day question from colleagues. Do you want to grab a drink? I don't want to put in eight, nine, ten hours and go out and have a beer and talk about work for another four hours, said Mr. Trotter, a 53-year-old database administrator from Cupertino, California. Among the nearly 4,000 hybrid workers surveyed by Gallup, and now for those of you without a library in your town, hybrid worker means that your job consists of a combination of both an in-office presence and a remote presence. Yeah, you get to do both. You get to split your time. Uh, uh, So 4,000 of these hybrid workers, 17% said they had a best friend at work, down from 22% in 2019. For all workers, it dropped from 20 to 19. Um, do you have a best friend at work?
0: No, I do not. Neither do I. Should um, I?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, so as we get into this article, I, I, I think the funny thing is, is that... Um, What I've experienced is that it's the younger folks that tend to need the socialization more than the older folks, the more established folks. Yeah. Right? The older you get, you probably have a spouse. You might have kids. Probably might have both. Right? You got stuff. You got to take your kids to a basketball game. You know, like you got to go to your kid's sports game after work. You know, yeah, I would be, it would be great. You know, you know, you know this, and anyone back in the day of post-work gatherings and happy hours, of which I did plenty of back when I was 22, 23, 24, 25, um, you know, there would be a lot of like, you know, if it was everyone, there would, of course, be the older cohort be like, hey, I can stop and have one, but I got to go, or have one for me, I got to go.
0: Well, this is the thing I was always trying to implement and like, thankfully have been able to do since going remote. It's just, why do all of these, you know, quote unquote social events have to happen after work? Like, why can't they be during work hours? Like if you want us to socialize and bond, fine, but on your company time. I don't see what the issue is with that.
1: Listen, but it was
0: always, Sorry to cut you off, but it, it was always basically just taken as status quo that like you would have to go to a happy hour and it would be at five or six instead of at three or four. If you had a holiday yeah. party, it would be at five or six instead of being at three or four. It's like, at, why?
1: Let's meet at the elevators at 445.
0: Yeah. Why? How many times you hear that one? Like that's on my personal We're gonna time. We're going to get out early.
1: We'll meet at 430. Yeah. And you feel so special.
0: It should be on the company time.
1: I 100% agree with that. I 100% agree with that. Same with commuting.
0: But I think leadership teams will tell you, and I think it's true, you should at least cultivate a culture where people like each other. It doesn't mean you have to hang out, but like you shouldn't dread hopping in meetings with people. Like you should be able to have niceties, catch up, talk about your weekend or whatever and like not feel drained from having to deal with someone you don't like to deal with. But that doesn't mean you have to be BFFs and go, you know, to the club every weekend or something.
1: Yeah, and I think that there I think there there are places of work where they do a they do a a poor job of making sure that that line is clearly defined. Right. There are certainly a lot of office environments where it's I don't want to say it's expected where work will be your social life. But there is a little bit of an expectation of camaraderie that goes beyond office pleasantries. Yeah, that goes beyond the hey, how was your weekend? Did you see the game last night? Mm hmm. Oh my gosh! Did you see what happened in The Sopranos? Yeah. You know that's 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 you know that's and, and 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 I think you know I think the tough thing is is that like when there are. When there are offices like that, I do think it is easy for people to to really feel excluded or left out, number one, but, number, you know, or almost, you kind of feel pressured and then you have to kind of put yeah. this as like, the certain, as like the centerpiece of your life. So I can see, like, as, you know, people, you know, as I joked to Katie when she sent me this article, I said, wow, shockingly, you know, people decide that, hey, the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. I would rather spend time with them in the afternoon than these other people, so I'm going to go home and spend my time with them. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, that was my joke, but 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 continuing going on um, into the story, it was interesting um, getting the the little anecdotes. You know what the reporter put in, and I like this because the reporter it sounded like talk to real people. The reporter just didn't go on Twitter and said that you know, uh, you know, a dog lover. Uh, 7246 said uh, I hate my co-worker um, because she ate my peanut butter and jelly so I don't have any friends at work (laughs) right you know you see that on the news it's like oh let's uh, let's get a smattering of public opinion I'm just going to go on Twitter and collect a bunch of random thoughts that probably come from overseas no um, Wall Street Journal still talking to regular people talk to one guy Chad Islinger a mechanical engineer from the Minneapolis area, and a self-described extrovert. At his current job, he said it seems that co-workers place less of a priority on being social. I do actually want to have real friends at work, says Mr. Esslinger, who's 45 years old. Right, so first guy, he's like, I don't have time for this, 53. Second guy, 45, he's like, I want to have friends at work. Um, he misses work gatherings that are not being about being productive and being robots. I get that. Yeah. Right. Right. I get that. To, to your point, break up the work day. Break right. up the work day. It's nice to have a piece of cake in the afternoon for someone's birthday. You know, it's nice to, uh, especially this time of year. I love this. And just because I'm a sports fan and we're sports fans, throw playoff baseball on in the break room. It gets people gathering, it gets people talking. You know, this is a tough year. I work in advertising, right? And this is Q4 and q4 stinks you get to spend a lot of money but it stinks because you're always busy right everything's stressful everyone wants to know everything wants to know everything that's going to happen yesterday <laughs> tell me i need to know what's going to happen tomorrow and i need to know it yesterday what's going to happen that's that's the next uh next couple of months in my world um so i, I get that right i get that um And it goes into KPMG brought its 2800 person intern class to a lake house training facility in Orlando, Florida, complete with social venues, guest rooms and a gym. A spokesperson said the company hopes the in-person socializing and networking will help many interns ultimately accept full time job offers from the accounting firm. Let me tell you, folks. Being an entry-level person at KPMG is not living in a lake house training facility in Orlando, Florida. Be prepared to work 60, 70, 80-hour weeks, okay? (laughs) So that you can watch your manager go enjoy their weekends at a lake house retreat. (laughs) Welcome to the real world. (laughs) Fulfilling career path if you last long at one of those places, okay? Um,
0: But it is interesting trying to Figure out that balance Mm -hmm. in a hybrid world. And like we've been trying to figure it out at my work. And the best we've come up with is, one, doing these things during work hours, which I had already been pushing for pre-being remote because I had a a one-and-a-half-hour commute. And no, I don't want to stay at the office till 7 and then have to drive an hour home. Like, I don't want to do that. Um, So we've already been transitioning, but there's only so much you can do on the remote space and then now that everyone's dispersed if you fly them in then you feel obligated to hang out with them like not only all workday, but then you should have dinners and you sh- and it goes back to that whole thing so then people get drained so
1: well so that's the crazy thing is that like a couple of things happened during the pandemic and then i want to get into the bottom of this piece because i think this is this will launch us into what we would call a seg seg you we're gonna segue. You
0: got it. Segue
1: us. But I do want to say what I do find interesting is the other piece of that pandemic puzzle, not just the remote work, but what happened with remote work is that a lot of people were still close to their offices. So they were yeah. just essentially remote but in the same area. So depending on your, your risk tolerance level, you could still get together with your friends and your coworkers, people mm-hmm. who you were friends with, right? It just depended if you just needed to figure out, you know, how you wanted to do that. If if you wanted to do that if that was your thing um but 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 to your point then people started moving then people started saying hey you know I don't know what I can work remote but I don't I like my job I don't really particularly like where my job is
0: yeah and if I'm not having to go into the office why am I paying two three mm-hmm. times the cost of living mm-hmm. because probably you were in some sort of a metropolitan area uh-huh why can't I go live somewhere cheaper? Exactly,
1: exactly. And so I do find that that's another interesting thing where it is now all of a sudden there was a dispersal. Everyone was kind of like, yeah, cool, whatever's comfortable. There was like this immediate like leeway of, hey, for your mental and health, you do you. We'll let you do that. We'll figure it out later. And then all of a sudden it was, hey, we kind of wanted people to come back into the office. We kind of need to do the in-person thing. Oh, my gosh. I've got 20 people living in Colorado now. And I've got 15 people living in Arizona. And I've got 10 people living in Idaho. And we're all sitting here in Albuquerque going, oh, my gosh. Like, we want to bring everyone in. And now we got to fly everyone here. And no one wants to fly because TSA and every other part of flying, except for essentially buying food at the airport, and, you know, which, you know, basically bring your own food on at this point. I mean, there's basically no part of flying that's fun anymore. Nope. Right?
0: And I feel like the odds are up that you're going to be diverted or something's going to go wrong on the plane. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Someone figure out a way to get me places faster without going on a plane. Like blue yeah. powder. Get yeah. Get on that.
1: Um, Anyways, here's the end of the story, though, and this is how we'll seg you. Nathaniel Richards is a 22-year-old software engineer in Muskegon, Michigan. He describes himself as outgoing, just like our friend above, the 45-year-old extrovert, Yep. and says he wants to expand his friendship circle, just not at work. He says he worries, in part, that a coworker might react negatively to something he shared about his personal life. And relay it to a boss. I don't want to completely open up my life to people I have to work with. I find that um, I find that to be the real reason for younger people.
0: Well, yeah, it goes. I to find this that whole, to be like, the real reason. Can for you younger bring people. your whole self to work? You should be able Correct. to bring your whole self. It's like no, you can't if. You, you think differently than
1: some other people. Exactly. You can't do that. You can't make a comment. You can't. The way that certain people, liberals, are these days is that they have become the fun police. Yeah. They are the fun police. If you are seeing people laughing and having a good time, you know that they are not in the presence of liberals. <laughs> they, they are free of liberals. Right, people laughing, having a good time. What have you ever you know, because that's 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 the hallmark of a liberal. They've always got a as my mom would say, chooch on their face. She got a chooch on their face. You know, they always look like they they always look like they got uh you know they got the old uh poo poo sandwich, as one would say. And that's liberals. So just remember that. You ever see people laughing, they're friendly. So you can go up and approach them, they're probably good natured people. <laughs> but <laughs> Max that's is really, Max is pro tip. But that's but that's really what it uh, um, that's really I think what it comes down to, I think, for people in our generation and below is that is that half of our generation has decided that they want to make life miserable for the other half. And we don't want to deal with it so we're not going to be your friends after work. We'll deal with you at work, we'll smile, we'll call you folks F-O-L-X and type whatever nonsense you want us to type into, whatever, you know, that conforms to whatever, you know, stupid, nonsensical, complete waste of time, completely privileged worldview that you want to force down everyone's throats because we know at the end of the day, we are going to go home to our families and we get to have fun and you're gonna go home and you're gonna sit on your computer and you're gonna be miserable and angry online. And that is what puts a smile on my face every single day. And that's why people wanna vote for Republicans and that's why we're seeing our candidates start to pick up a little momentum here, 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 here and here and I wanna talk about one of our candidates here and that's Carrie Lake.
0: Yeah, I was just telling Max right before the show that I'm starting to see handmade Carrie Lake signs, which is always a good sign in my opinion.
1: I've spent a lot of time thinking about Carrie Lake over the past <laughs> couple of days. Okay. Especially after the Masters debate. <laughs> okay. Because I think it's such a human thing to want to draw massive conclusions from these individual events. Right? And especially when it comes to our favorite president down down South Florida. Whereas the media immediately wants to grab anyone that he endorsed. If they win, is it the Trump effect? If they lose, is Trump losing his effect.
0: Oh wow, when you said that I was like, yes, DeSantis. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> our favorite future president, Ron DeSantis. <laughs> but but never but nevertheless. So like we're in condition to this as people like want to try these big things. And Kerry Lake falls into this category of Trump endorsed candidates that I think it's going to be very difficult. Her and Oz, I think they're going to be very difficult to, to extrapolate from. Because I think there's two things happening in these races that um, are unique to them. Yeah. The first thing is, is that they're running against very uniquely poor candidates. <laughs> Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs, I saw someone describe her as an NPR Democrat. Oof. She's too boring for NPR. <laughs> NPR kick her off. They wouldn't hire her. Harry Gross would be like, fresh air? Oh my gosh, this one's not even a breeze. This is a stagnant fart. Get her off. (laughs) This is, we need fresh air. (laughs) Get her off. Katie Hobbs sucks. There's nothing good to say about Katie Hobbs. She's dry. She's boring. She's stupid. She thinks that abortion should be legal for any reason up until the moment of birth. Not the moment of viability, moment of birth. That means Katie Hobbs bullies, said this on national television, to Major Garrett on CBS, whatever the heck the Sunday morning show that no one watches is. Poor Major Garrett. Great guy. Smart guy. And he's doing an act of journalism Something that's generally not seen on CBS And is trying to pin Katie Hobbs down on abortion She fi- finally admits Any reason up until the moment of birth You can walk into the hotel Hospital hotel It <laughs> no hotel. No hotel. Hey, could be under
0: Democrats could be
1: hotel. Yeah I know right Anyways you walk into the hospital And you go oh, Not for me doc Throw it out in Katie Hobbs's world, the doctor would need to perform the abortion. Yes. That's barbaric. I can't even make a joke about that. That's messed up. You want to know why? There's a word for it. It's called murder. That's murder. That's cold-blooded murder. This should be remi- every every person in Arizona should be reminded that this is what, Kate in Katie Hobbs' perfect world, you could terminate a pregnancy for any reason up until the moment of birth. I'd love to know what she thought post-birth. What if you go, Ah, <gasps> oh,
0: it's screaming. Just get rid of it.
1: I didn't know it was going to be that loud. This is, how they, this is how they think about babies. This is how they think about human life. It's a handbag. Handbag. I don't want it. Return it. It's got a scuff on it. It's not the color I wanted. This is how they look at life. It's disqualifying. It's more disqualifying than the fact that she won't, this is why she won't debate Carrie Lake. She won't debate Carrie Lake because Carrie Lake, to go back to the original point that I was making, Carrie Lake is a trained, disciplined candidate who would eviscerate katie hobbs on that debate stage because katie hobbs doesn't have the same vigor and energy that mark kelly does right mark kelly's got to like you know mark kelly at least he's he, he 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 doesn't know how to fight but he he knows how to flail you know yeah. so he flails he'll flail about katie hobbs katie hobbs doesn't have the energy to flail she would sit there and get picked off for an hour
0: Speaking of debates, do you mm-hmm. want to
1: talk about that other article
0: I found? I did so much show prep this time, you guys, about how they were twisting the Hispanic debate in the news?
1: Oh, my gosh. Just classic fake news. The classic fake news, the claiming, the local news here claimed that Kerry Lake was the, tossed out of the event. <laughs> was tossed out of the event. Like She had to be removed from her seat. Her Carrie Lake and her bodyguard had to be removed from their seats uh um you know and they tried to insinuate that she was causing some sort of disturbance right like she was like interrupting katie hobbs she was trying to get katie hobbs to you know she was interacting with katie hobbs she was trying to debate katie hobbs no not the truth the truth is that katie hobbs would not take the stage of this town hall which was supposed to be both candidates side by side but katie hobbs scared scared katie won't debate carrie Katie Hobbs would not take the stage until she had security remove Carrie Lake from the event. How absurd is that? That's fascism. Okay, that's fascism. Fascism is not just being so scared of your opponent's ideas that you won't debate them. Fascism is literally removing your opponent from the arena of debate by force. And then
0: making sure that the news outlets back your
1: story. Exactly. Tell a lie to the news outlets that are in your back pocket. This is what we're up against. This is what we are up against. Carrie Lake's going to win. Hope so. Carrie Lake's going to win. All right. Next. Ilhan Omar equates women protesting Islamic law in Iran with abortion fight in the United States. So that's so fast. She
0: equates women protesting Islamic law in Iran with abortion fight in the U.S. Yep. Yeah, that's really not the same. Mm -hmm.
1: Dozens of people throughout Iran have been killed by police and thousands have been arrested. What's the uh, Dobbs ruling body count? The Dobbs ruling body count is thousands of lives saved. now. Why are you protesting lives being saved here? When they're protesting lives being killed in Iran. I wonder if it's if about terrible morals in this country. That's really what I wanted to get into today. And then you, you start. I wanted, as this story triggered me today. America's culture. And this is from Restoring America. The Washington Examiner. This is Republican, conservative, Trump supporting. Yeah, 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 American culture is brilliant. It's our gatekeepers who have failed. By someone named Mark Judge. Okay, Mark. Let me explain something to you about capitalism, buddy. Capitalism, we are the gatekeepers. Because where our eyeballs go is where the advertising money goes. And where the advertising money goes is where networks will put their money. And if we want to watch garbage crap, people are going to put money to advertise on garbage crap. Can can we take a little step back here first? Yes. What is his definition of a gatekeeper? So the gatekeepers are, exactly as I'm speaking, like Johnny Carson. America used to have people who served as conduits between the masses and culture. In a fascinating 2016 article, James Rosa noted that conservative founding father William F. Buckley appeared on The Tonight Show over a dozen times. Okay. Okay, so he's talking about the media. Yeah, so like Johnny Carson had Buckley on. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, because people read back in the day. People knew who William F. Buckley was. People had a attention span longer than six or seven or eight seconds, whatever it is now. I don't know. I couldn't finish the article.
0: They also <laughs> have very, they had very few options.
1: They had no options.
0: Yeah. Now it's like, I mean, that's why our content has gotten shorter and shorter is because there's so, so much competition for people's attention.
1: Exactly. And that's the point that I'm making. The point that I'm making is in that in this fight for people's attention, this fight for eyeballs in a more fractured space than ever, the gatekeepers, the hosts of these programs, the hosts of these programs whose, whose whose livelihoods are 100% tied to the ratings they are able to achieve because ratings equal advertising money equals congratulations, we'll give you a new contract. It's whatever will grab the audience. Okay? So don't tell me that American culture is in a great place and that it's the media. No, 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 no. As, as the only times that I get serious on the show is when I am deadly serious in saying that for so many of our ills in this country, this is a battle over America's heart. There are so many things that we would like to change in this country that we are not going to be able to change through legislation before we change the heart and soul of so many people in this country abortion is one of those issues you cannot reason with someone like katie hobbs who believes a baby is something you can just throw in the trash her words not mine take me to court katie okay people are still quitting their jobs People apparently, and well, I'll tell you, people are quitting their jobs, stupid people, because recession's coming, folks. Um, all right, we got to end with food.
0: Yes. Oh, you found us something?
1: I got a food story. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, I want to do something funny. Obama won't go out on the road and um, uh, campaign for Democrats because the polling shows that he ends up just energizing the republicans in the area so he self-realized that he's an extraordinarily unpopular people person whatever he is of a them he's an extraordinarily unpopular they them
0: i'm actually shocked that he decided not to do it despite knowing that so maybe we want to give him a little credit maybe his ego isn't as big as we thought it was or he knows that their chances are already dead in the water, so he also doesn't want to be associated with them. You took the words
1: right out of my <laughs> mouth. Don't think for a second. Don't think for a second this guy wouldn't couldn't jump at the chance of some very public adulation. He, knows he doesn't want to tie his name to any of these sinking ships. Yeah. Let's not give him any credit there. Let's not give any of these politicians any credit. Right? If you're one of the 46 people who have made it to the White House, Chances are, chances are, you walk through life figuring out how to maximize how you're gonna, what you're gonna get out of every situation that you're in. Not, not a lot of altruistic people in the White House. I can, I think I can name one. In my not, and not even in my lifetime.
0: All right, the food. Lay it on me. What are we talking about?
1: What drive through? has the longest drive through experience in fast food? And what has the shortest? Ooh, like what takes the longest? What takes the longest? What takes the, what has the longest lines? Mm,
0: the longest lines or they just take a long time? Because there's a difference, right? You take a long time because there's just so many people versus there aren't even that many people. They're just slow. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to go with there's just a lot of people, I feel like Chick-fil-A is very popular.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a great guess. Chick-fil-A is number one.
0: in and outs really popular.
1: Oh, I don't know if in and Outs is here. I don't know if they're con-
0: like, considered in this because they're not national.
1: In-N-Out's not on this. Okay. There's some upsets. There's one that I thought would be number one that is not number
0: one. Okay, I'm like trying not to look at your list. Um, I'm wondering if there's any on there that are just incompetent. I mean that in a nice way, but like, you know, they're not actually that pop. Like when we were driving and you were hangry and we stopped at like a Taco Bell or something and there was only like one car in the drive through but they like weren't moving. And so you just like gave up because you didn't want to wait. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. We were on our way to Thanksgiving last year. We were in like the middle of nowhere, California. So later. let me
0: throw in Taco Bell because apparently in the middle of nowhere, they can't even get so it together. Taco
1: is number two. Oh! Number, no, fastest. Number two fastest. Oh, fastest? Number two
0: fastest.
1: Number two, fastest. This is the 10. So the, the slowest Wait, Chick-fil-A. is
0: Chick-fil-A. Okay, is the slowest.
1: Chick-fil-A is the slowest. Slowest by a whopping like 80 seconds. <laughs> oh. Right, which, I, which is lines. Yeah. That's lines. That's 100% lines. And same thing with in and out Wait, but, so am
0: I guessing slow
1: or fast now? What do you think would be the fastest? fastest drive-through experience McDonald's and I would so my thought was gonna be Dunkin Donuts
0: honestly I went to salad and go this weekend and they
1: were very fast salad and go is so fast
0: and they're delicious and I think they're only in a handful of states but if you have them go because it's so good okay
1: I have no idea how quick salad and go does it but they are good and it is perfect every time so so this one is shocking to me it was the fastest the fastest is KFC. Because that chicken has been sitting around. <laughs> uh, the second is Taco Bell. And, well, apparently not the one in the middle of nowhere, California. Third is Hardee's. They must have taken them out of the sample pool. Fourth is Dunkin'.
0: Oh, I didn't know they were considered in this thing. Oh, then Starbucks has got to be on. Well, Star- no.
1: no. Starbucks is, Starbucks is And then is it's like quick. Carl's Jr.'s, Arby's, Burger King. And then the bottom three, McDonald's, oh. 410 seconds. Oh. Wendy's, 430 seconds. Chick-fil-A, 509 seconds.
0: Okay, so what you're saying is the next time we take a road trip and you force me to eat fast food, we should go to KFC because they're the We're going to
1: KFC because they're the quickest. Ugh,
0: do they have grilled chicken? Yeah, they got grilled chicken. All right, maybe we can make it work. All right, y'all, hope you had a very happy Columbus Day.
1: It'd be a great Columbus Day.
0: And we'll see you on Wednesday.
1: Manifest destiny.
0: Drill, baby, drill.
1: He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come.
0: It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton... America stay
1: out the bushes. Stay out the bushes.
0: Jet is a mess.